Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Thanks very much, Johnny. And I was just taking a little chance while you were running down the order there to check what was happening out in the world of Twitter. And, uh, right, this is from Team Penske. Pay attention to the front. Car number six. Misfortune for the number six car. Will keep soldiering on. There is no mention there was any push or shove. Simply a spin. They had to repair the damage to the underside of the rear of the car. They put a new nose on as well. But they're three laps down. So one of their cars, three laps down. That's number six. That has been the contender for the lead. And the sister car... Still resolutely 16 now at the moment, uh, 17 laps down, Matt Campbell. He's in 10th overall in the number seven Penske Porsche. And the sister cars, they both had setbacks, but the sister car, number six, still in sixth place. But uh, really the car it has for company is the number 10 that's in fifth place overall. That's the Konica Minolta Acura. That's uh, run by WTR Andretti Autosport. And that's pushing around with Le Mans winner Brendan Hartley at the wheel of that. Just getting to the bottom of uh, some of the messages from Race Control during Alex Ribeiras' moment. It was initially listed as, and this was at 5.33 a.m., car 23 stopped on course between turns one and six. Well, that's quite a a large period, but uh, it's basically on the infield and in the first cut-through, as I mentioned, the International Horseshoe cut-through. Then there was another message about 30 seconds later saying, car 23, Alex Ribeiras continuing slowly from turn seven. So... That would account for him taking 111 seconds, nearly two minutes, through the middle sector and eventually returning to pit road. But the last thing Hard of Racing wanted there after such a good and trouble-free opening 16 hours. At least they do still have some recovery time, though. But the problem is GT Daytona has been run at such a relentless pace, just like every other class in this event... It's going to be so, so tricky to catch that time up again, even if we do get uh, a big portion of cautions. And, um, you know, I didn't mean to rhyme that, but it did. Uh, We've had steady cautions. I wouldn't say we've had a lot compared to previous Daytonas. Clearly, 2020 was the standout year where we got the record distance. But, you know, there was a a forward step by race control four or five years ago to say, let's just count to 10 or maybe even 30 before we push that caution, caution button because some of the time they can rectify themselves. These cars, highly electronic these days, even more so we're now into a hybrid era, and sometimes just turning them off and back on again rectifies the issue, but drivers need time to do that. No, exactly so, and I think it's the mature way of doing things. And the caution periods, they've been relatively short, frankly. Um, Yes, true. No great monster periods, which actually a lot of the teams probably want if they're having slight problems with their car, the longer caution periods, chance to do multiple visits to the pits if they so choose and just fix a little here, a little there. But the racing's been really pretty clean indeed and I'm very impressed with the prototype so far in this new GTP class. It's great having that GTP name back, but the thing that just comes at me straight when I look at the timing screens is that the Cadillacs really in the second half of uh, the night here are coming on strong, not only leading the race by... Well, it was 20 seconds. It's now rather more than that. Sebastian Bourdais, 26 seconds the good from Tom Blomqvist. And lapping as fast, if not faster. In fact, the last few laps have been faster 
than the Acura, but at any point in the race, up until the last couple of hours, the Acura, particularly the number 60, has been super, super quick. The number 10 Acura from uh, the Konica Minolta car in that lovely black and blue livery, that's been lapping well, but that was really sort of out of the equation. But Brendan Hartley, well, he's three laps down in that. He too can lap 1 minute 37s when he needs. But you get a setback in this race, and if other people don't have them, you're not going to make it up again. You're not going to make up three laps because of the quality of the field at the front. However, there is this question mark, Johnny. These cars are still so, so new. There could be a problem that gets thrown up. They don't have an immediate fix. They haven't come across that before. Can I just go back to where Alex Riberas went into that cut-through at Turn 3? Yeah. You walk around the circuit for the first time. You're looking at the racing line. You're looking at the degree of angle of the curbing. How much will that affect me? Well, obviously, it affected Nick Tandy there, or so it seems, under cover of darkness, the, the little kink in the infield. Off he went over the grass. However, if you've taken a little cut-through road, you might know where it's going, but you walked around it in daylight. Now it's night-time. Very difficult at night-time to see exactly where the rather strange bit of tarmac you've never set foot on in your life, how tightly it turns and when it goes. But Heart of Racing team have been going really well. However, problems with number 23 vantage, and Shea is down with Ian James. For Ian, this is a very difficult situation. Driver of the number 27. I'm guessing you've completed your stint by the fact that you're in what we would call comfy clothes at this point. But for the 23, you just talked to Alex Riberis. Any indication of what caused that left rear failure? Yeah, heartbreak for the 23. They've been running right at the front all day, but I think it's a spindle failure. So left rear spindle. Any reason to be concerned for the sister car? Well, there's always reason to be concerned, but nothing we can do about it. So... Uh... Yeah, you know, we've, we've done thousands of miles on these uh, cars and we've never had that problem before, so hopefully it's just a freak accident. For the sister car, for the 27, that's the one that you've been driving. The focus going forward, is it going to be just cycling through Roman and Darren and Marco? Yeah, I did five and a half hours in the, uh, in the, fir in the first ten hours, so uh, I've done my bit now it's the let, let it go, take it to the end. Oh, come on now, that's a little bit greedy. I know you only get to drive in the endurance races, but taking full advantage, you're still enjoying it. Well, they're much faster than me, so they should have the glory runs now. Thanks, Ian. Thank you. Having to put a brave face on it there, Ian James, as he says, you can do all the testing you like under the sun, but there's something about a 24-hour race that just delivers stuff that you've never seen before, and uh, it's not a question of getting bogged down in the emotion necessarily of it, but just having to react as quickly as possible, put it behind you, and charge on for the remaining hours, but it, it, it does rather, I don't know, check your, your, your belief that it's clean running and hard work that gets you the results. There is always an element in motorsport that is up in the gods, a lottery, and sometimes it just falls the wrong way. But they do at least have two cars in the motor race, and Shay bravely asked the question, any reason why we should be worried about the other Aston Martin? Well, I suppose anybody running an Aston Martin in the race might be thinking the same, but they, then they don't necessarily tally, do they? Who knows what might have it could be a rogue park probably not because they're produced at such a high standard these days and so in such high numbers for customer teams um it just could just be a, a curb that was caught at the wrong time you know anything really sometimes catching a curb just at a marginally different angle puts well, a considerably different amount of force back up through uh, the parts of the car if you hit them at an oblique angle you're sort of fine if you start hitting the more direct angle and it could be particularly in gtd where you have to adapt your lines if a prototype car is coming through one of the gtp lmp2 cars in particular coming through and yes it could have been down to that might be nothing 
of the sort. Yep. However, a setback and Hart of Racing Team at around the halfway point in this race were just looking supremely balanced. They're bringing their cars in together lap after lap, or not every lap, obviously every time they had a pit stop, they pitted together, all looked synchroni synchronised, but now a little problem for the 2023, that's running in GTD Pro, really their hopes of glory have to lie in G the straight GTD class, and they're leading that, Darren Turner at the head of that field in the number 27, so they've still got a finger in the pie looking for something good, and of course, uh, as Shay mentioned, uh, Ian James now largely out of the 27 car, but Roman De Angelis, Marco Sorensen, not bad backups for Darren Turner, are they? Certainly not. Great to have DT back in a really strong Aston Martin as well. He uh, has headed away from a lot of racing within the GTE world within Europe, but uh, still, of course, very much part of the Aston Martin brand. Not helped by the fact that the factory team within GTE uh, became no more, effectively but still running customer programs. Part of racing represented in this race, TF Sport, of course, as well. We are working probably an in-lap for Sebastian Bourdais, Tom Blomqvist, further away from one, but Richard Westbrook on the same schedule as Bourdais. In fact, maybe all three pitted during the last caution, actually. Let's see whether this is an in-lap for the 0-1. Yep, he's peeling down to the apron. What a glorious sound that is. It's the caddy down through the gears. Normally aspirated five and a half litre right in the middle of this V LMDH. And it crawls to a halt, having been high speed through Speedway Turn 4. There will be a driver change here for the race leader. Green flag pit stops once again, which we do love to see. Well, looks great. I mean, Sebastian's record is extraordinary. I actually had to double-check how many times he won here at Daytona. Just the once, 2014. He's had more success at Sebring, but nobody wins four IndyCar titles uh, on the trot as he did and not have talent. And he had a, a masterful stint, 20-something seconds good. And we saw when he had that really firm, fierce battle with Alex Lynn that he wasn't taking any prisoners and getting past the number six Porsche when that was leading. We were waiting for that to come and serve a pit stop, but he still wanted to pass it. And we had those two, even three abreast moments. But that was a monstrous couple of stints by Sebastian Bourdais. Renger van der Zander, you can see the white helmet of the Dutch racer clambering on board. He's taken over from Sebastian Bourdais. Thank you very much, Shay, uh, for confirming that. So the zero one will be going back out on the track, still a long way down towards pit exit because their garage is closest pretty much to pit in. But uh, then you've got that uh, long, actually fairly tight, left-hander before you rejoin the track on the exit of turn one but it's looking very handy indeed for the zero one Cadillac racing crew the sister car zero two has moved ahead that's Richard Westbrook at the wheel of that but he too will have to come and serve a pit stop and then of course you've got flying the ointment the number 60 Meyer Shank racing mm. Acura that still looks so it's got the legs to win this race easy for me to say seven and three quarter hours remain yeah, probably another couple of laps, I reckon, for Tom Blomqvist. Um, so he is, what, uh, th three or so minutes away from the next pit stop for that car. So pounding round now towards the end of another lap on the high banks. And happy to go right through the tri-oval, as expected. So Blomqvist, who's been the fastest driver at the wheel of this car, but that was way back on lap six of what is now a 532-lap race. We're playing with, well, possibly the 800 marker. In fact, 
Well, having ticked by now lap 530-odd, but more crucially, two-thirds distance, let's just see where we were on the 16-hour mark. Now, that assumes that the lap chart has caught up with everything after the earlier glitches. Let me just do a refresh and scroll to the bottom of the page. So, at exactly 16 hours completed, we had done 525 laps. So... Probably 7.65, maybe 7.70 as a total. Because, yes, that would be an average, wouldn't it? Incorporating all of the yellows as well. So it ain't going to be a record-breaking year. And it's not going to be an 800-lap year either. But still, very good speed indeed, considering how early on in the careers we are of these particular car designs if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, it's, it's a big, big ask, isn't it? Actually, talking of asking, Jake Parrott's just come through on Twitter saying, um, back at the track after a little kip, could you ask, uh, kindly ask our friends at Sacred Coffee to expand distribution to the petrol stations of Daytona Beach? Because what I just had, <laughs> oh, wasn't coffee as any reasonable human being would recognise it. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be working on it. Well done, Jake. Um, <laughs> did make me laugh. I might have another cup in a minute. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we all know... Running through 24 hours, whether you're a fan, a photographer, a journalist, a member of the pit crew, it is, it's how you manage your race, isn't it? And of course, yep. if you're a member of the pit crew, sometimes the race manages you because you think, right, that's an hour till the cars will be next in, I can go. And, no, you can't. You can't sit down. Of course, you famously see photographers uh, taking photographs of uh, pit crew lying down, unfortunately, normally mouth wide open as they're trying to get comfortable on the floor. But it's, it's pretty hideous. But, of course, what's it driven by? Passion and adrenaline. And that's what gets released at the end. Win or lose, all the emotions come bubbling to the surface, whatever role you've had in a 24-hour race. But uh, certainly we all know on the Monday, the day after the event, no one feels exactly sprightly, we can say. I've never counted up how many 24-hour races I've worked on, but it's um, getting to be quite a large number now. Oh, you've not got a running total? So I'm sad like that. I could probably tell you how many circuits I've been to. 159. Okay. No, I haven't. I'm not Andrew Very Marriott. good. <laughs> 159, but not all featuring 24-hour races. No, 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 no. Certainly not. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a 24-hours of Mallory Park, for instance. Although there's an idea. We're too close to the village, I feel. Kirby <laughs> True. Yeah, it might upset one or two people, especially if you started running GTPs there. Uh Paris the thought. Out of the Le Mans chicane, to the high side goes the 60 car of Tom Blomqvist for Mike Shack Racing then. This, I think, could be an inlap, you know. Is he going to make a verge to the... No, there's, uh, we, he would have got out of the throttle well before this point, so at least one, maybe two more laps for car 60. Remember, we do know, we have learned through the course of proceedings that the Acura, when it's running well and not losing any fluids, is very kind on the fuel mileage. It's got relentless speed, but also can eke out, on occasion, 31 laps per stint. And that might be one of the occasions said for Tom Blomqvist. He has a significant chunk ahead of Renger van der Zander and Richard Westbrook in third position. Um, a question being posed to me is that of these 159 circuits that you have visited no no I'm exaggerating I'm, oh, not, yet, oh, okay. I'm not yet at 100 but the oh, last okay. well, okay. the, the most but recent circuit that you have visited therefore the Tanaka International Circuit the TI Circuit now known as Okayama in southwest Japan fabulous it had two Grand Prix in the 90s 94 and 95 a beautiful part of the world the drive there in the morning you'd see all sorts of uh, wildlife crossing the roads in the woods around the circuit 
fabulous. And I tell you what, Japanese trackside catering yeah. to go and get a massive bowl full of te- crisp tempura. <sighs> fabulous. Uh, and this year, she'll be adding Mategi, which is Japan's equivalent of Cadwell Park. And you can insert the most mountainous circuit in any of your countries. That is what it's going to be. So T- that was Twin my- Ring. Motegi, is oh, that the you're place? good. That's the one. Yeah, but one part, one part. You know, it's it's mm. to be had. And again, I've watched some good Super GT I, races around there. Yeah, they have been fabulous there. Here comes the sixty. Then I called it a lap too early, but Tom Blomqvist arriving on scene. Still, we remain green, of course, with seven hours and forty-two minutes to go. And Shay Adam is right next to the car to watch the stop. Guild used tires and a drinks bottle that is actually going into the cockpit for Tom Blomqvist. It is not a pressurized drinks bottle, but rather an old-fashioned one with a straw. It does look like Tom's official bottle, though. Uh, not just a throw away sort of plastic bottle, if you see what I mean. But they are doing a windshield clean for Tom Blomqvist with two men working on that, as opposed to the one who was trying to clean off the windshield for Richard Westbrook in the 0-2 a few minutes ago. This looks like a far better windshield clean, have to say. Waiting on the fuel. That's all that's left. There goes Tom. And again, it's almost silent as the actor leaves the box. A very different uh, experience to being there with the um, Cadillacs. That's what I was trying to think of. There was just a spin on the infield for the number six Porsche. I think that's... Oh, it was Dandy who was behind the wheel at the time. There was damage to the rear deck, but that car back out and circulated with Mashu's Gemini behind the wheel. Yeah, not a great moment for, for Nick Tandy. He was trying to get by an LMP3 car at the time, and it was tricky to tell because we were only treated to Nick's onboard. So whether there was contact over his right shoulder with the LMP3, I don't think there was. I think it was him trying to give ample lapping room to the LMP3. But then he just caught the curb at a difficult angle and that pitched the car off onto the infield and he arrived actually at the Western Horseshoe backwards on the grass, did untold damage to the rear deck, the rear wing just about clung on, but everything beneath that was non-existent when he arrived on pit road, also needed to replace the nose of that car as well. And Nick got out, sort of had time to apologise to Mathieu Jaminet, the new driver, and left Matty to it. But uh, the six lost time, the seven, of course, has lost time as well. So... Apologies to John Hindoff and the rest of the gang who are about to take over again here on RS2 IMSA Radio. We've not necessarily taken tender loving care over this race, but we've made it more interesting for everyone, that is for sure. Uh, We're not very far away from the daylight hours now, an hour and a quarter or thereabouts to go. And Bruce Jones and me, Johnny Palmer, will be back, in fact, in a couple of hours, just as soon as we've had a bit of a chance for some early breakfast. Thank you very much, Johnny. And also to Bruce, the night shifts with Johnny Palmer and Bruce Jones, powered by Sacred Coffee, which takes us very neatly just after 6 a.m. in the morning. And that means time for another one of our hourly updates here on IMSA Radio, live from Trackside, John Hindorf and Peter Mackay here. And we'll uh, run through that for you in just a moment's time. So, with 7 hours and 38 minutes, 42 seconds to go, let's give you a quick VP in-race update. 
go through the leaders for you at least. Rega van der Zander has a, a healthy 28 seconds lead from the Acura of Tom Blomqvist. So the 0-1 Cadillac from the 60-6-0 Acura in second. Then it's the second of the Cadillac via LMDH race cars that has been run by, are being run by Chip Ganassi, Richard Westbrook. Another Englishman there. He's about another 13 seconds in arrears. The top four of the cars on the lead lap made up by Augusto Farfus in the number 21 BMW M Hybrid. LMP2, bit of a change uh, overnight. Had the 52PR1 Matheson car leading for such a long time. Now, the lead in that category... Is the number 35 TDS car that led earlier on in the race with its teammate, the 11 car, long since departed the circuit. 0 4 Crowd Strike racing by APR in second, and third, the 88 AF Corsa LMP3 is still Sean Creech Motorsport having that cracking scrap with AWA's number 17. And then it is the GTDs led by the Corvette for the GTD Pros. And just into the pit lane, the leading court of Mercedes AMG GT3 in GTD ahead of the number 93 races Edge Acura, the 79 Mercedes, which is the uh, Pro WeatherTech car, and the 63, the Iron Lynx Lamborghini. And still hanging in in a podium position in GTD. Uh, and in fact, actually moving up a spot now with the pit stops ahead is the number 57 Winwood car. That's your in-race update. With the official coolant of IMSA, stay frosty from, in, from uh, VP Racing Fuels. Shea Adam down in the pit as hard... The, that leader into the pit lane from uh, GTD. For the Clothorf uh, Mercedes, John, it was fuel and tires, but they moved the car backwards in the pit box while the refueling nozzle was still attached. So I'm just going to check in with the officials that that was okay because I haven't seen that done for a very long time. They did that because the car came in at a wonky angle. The pit box immediately before them belongs to 20 of high-class racing, the LMP2. That car came in. They removed the tail, which all of a sudden has white marks on the rear where it should not, on the right rear, I should say, removed the engine cover, and then one of the mechanics gave the fatal hand across the throat sign and pointed back to the garage. There's still work going on on it on the pit lane, but it looks as if this car might need to go back to the garage for some further work. Thank you, Shea. Shea Adam down there on uh, pit lane. And just before we leave, Shea, actually, I'm going to bump back down to ground level from the fifth floor here. Was there a problem from the high class number 20 there as well? Yes, that's the one that I was just talking right. about. That might need to go sorry. back to the garage. I'm sorry. All good. Thank you. Not having a good outlap there. I'll just get me... Uh, Cold, 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 yeah, tire, yeah. cold tires, S yeah. Slow on cold tires. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling the same. Uh, looking forward to a coffee uh, <laughs> in, a, in a little moment now, as well here in the uh, MZ Radio commentary booth. Now, the time at which you can use the low temperature tires, by the way, the temperature has not dropped 
at all. In fact, the temperature in the air has gone up a couple of degrees in the last couple of hours. Now that, sits at yeah. uh, 68 Fahrenheit, that's 20 degrees Celsius. The track temperature has never dropped below 18 degrees overnight. Uh, and, and I think the lowest got, we got in the air was 18 degrees as well, that's 66 uh, 64, 66 Fahrenheit sort of area that never really got down to that 15 degrees that uh, we heard uh, Michelin talking about earlier on in the race but having said that there's still an hour and 50 minutes Peter Mackay of using that SLT tyre after 8 o'clock in the morning you can't use it now what I don't know and I should have asked the question but it's just come to me now is if you fitted that tyre at half past seven, are you allowed to keep running on it after eight o'clock in the morning? I presume you must. I presume you must have. You have to be. You're not going to have to come in and take it off on the on the stroke of eight o'clock, or are you? I, I would suspect. Uh, I would suspect you could you could leave it on. To be honest, it's. Uh, I don't know how much, how much use they might well have been through through the night, um, as with, with the much higher temperatures than we expected. Would you compare this to last year? It's another universe. I mean, we had ambient temperature of around freezing centigrade, maybe one degree centigrade, um, with a very very low track temperature, and the Michelin tires hours. Stood, stood, hours up, hours. stood up to it brilliantly. Um, and of course, this year they've come prepared for that happening again. And of course, Sod's Law, we're, uh, we've got a quite a balmy evening by uh, by January standards. <laughs> well, 20, yeah. 20 degrees Celsius, where you and I come from, Peter. Um, if the sun was out, in fact, even if the sun wasn't out, would be out in shorts and t-shirts. Yes. Let, let's let's be absolutely clear about that. Um, it is what I've just heard something that I never thought I'd hear share Adam say at this time of the year. Repeat that. It's warm. It I'm is. not going to lie. <laughs> it is. It is warm. No doubt about it at all. Uh, Shea, you've got the Corvette number three from the lead of GTD Pro. It was the leading GT car as well. And that is fuel tires and the King of Spain being really installed behind the wheel of the number three Corvette as we wait. And by the way, John, I'm very pleased with all three of the Corvette drivers. They have all done beautiful, big, white, smoky burnouts right in front of me over the course of this race. So thank you guys for bringing the American muscle right back. And there goes Antonio, wasting no time doing another one. And his belts are all fastened. Oh yes, there is fire in his eyes. Four pit boxes worth of uh, of burnout there. Four pit boxes, okay. Four pit uh, boxes. Here is another penalty, which okay. Now, now I'm confused. The '96 Turner BMW has had a penalty for refueling while the car is raised. Explain that one to me, Shea Adam. When you can change tyres whilst the fuel is going in. Uh, I can't. No, Maybe it was on the jack stands? <sighs> on the dollies. Well, uh, you're not supposed to refuel it if the car is just up in the air if you're not doing a tire change. Uh, purely right. for the reason of they want to be able to roll the car away should something go wrong. Yeah, but so you can do it while it's up in the air. The tires are being changed. Maybe the car was not attended properly, as in nobody was there to let it down if something had happened. Okay. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask. 
That's an odd one, that. I've never seen that one before, no, but I'm sure there's I, I, an explanation. And, and we were uh, talking earlier on about the difference in regulations, whereby uh, you can indeed fuel and tyre at the same time. You have to keep an eye uh, on that one for certain. By the way, somebody... I, I, I may have dreamt this while I was having me little pit stop in the front seat of the BMW uh, getting top marks by the way for front seat sleeping I, I actually even jumped into the driver's side and uh, a very nice tandem of the seats with superb in the 840 you have the heated seat on did you have that? didn't need it oh no uh, didn't need it oh, that's good for absolutely sleep. perfect yeah. um, so the fastest lap of the race 135.616 and that was way back on lap number 6 by the pool set setting and Paul's sitting in car, Paul's setting driver and Paul's sitting in car. That was Tom Blomqvist. He's back behind the wheel now and knocking out the mid-37s. 37-4 for Tom last time around. A 40 flat from the leader. So Renger van der Zander is being gently caught by the second-place car. It's been consistently the quickest car through traffic and in clear air. That number 60 car fighting after a couple of... Uh, extra pit stops earlier on with a query leaky gearbox seal now I didn't hear of it being fixed or any massive action being taken the uh, FAF, uh, FAF motorsport cars has come in for uh, a pit stop in and out uh, car number 9 Lawrence Vantor on his outlap at the moment uh, they, they, it's well documented the Porsches haven't had the, the pace in this race but Faf they are fighting on and they are in uh, they're on the lead lap in GTD Pro which I think at this stage they would have, they would have taken that at the start of the race Dorian Pan going slowly for Iron Dames out on the infield by the way it was refuelling on jack stands thank you to Aaron Chechel who was listening on the radio Uh, and had safety blocks under the car as well so the car would not have been able to have been dropped and pushed away from danger and they have made it to the pit lane Dorian Pan the diminutive French pocket rocket of a driver is I think Shea that was dead stick when it went past you it certainly seems to be making progress down the pit lane but very slowly it is doing that terribly stubborn thing of yeek, yeek, where you try to get it going and it goes for a couple of meters and then coasts down the rest of the pit lane. But Dorian Pan still in the fast lane. Now she's pulling over toward the transition lane. They are the second from last pit box. Long way to go, but that is not a very comforting thing for her, especially to be out there at night with all these high-speed headlights coming up behind you. That would be an extra level of terror. They have got it to the pit box and it's gone up on the jack straight away. Have they run that car out of petrol would be my question. Or was there something more sinister? There's a new set of Michelin tyres being offered to that car. Fuel's going in, being watched by our IMSA pit official, of course, at that end of things. It is literally the last but one... I think maybe the last box actually before the penalty box second to last 
the last one is the Iron Lynx car, the 63. That's the green one. Well, Dorian was sensible enough to put the four-way flashes on when trying to get in. This is a car with the purple marker lights over the windows on the airframes. Yeah, I, I, that might have been that might have been one lap too long, Peter, because that car has has taken off. The only other thing was it, if there'd been a tyre problem, and from this angle, if it was the left-hand side, unfortunately, I can't tell. No, I don't think so. I think you're I think you're spot on with the fuel that is uh, she very uh, accurately uh, simulated that. Uh, that's, we've we've oh, all been there li limping into a service station, haven't we? So, but uh, Dorian did a good job to get the car get the car back to the pits. Um, it's not been at the weekend the Iron Dames would have wanted in that 83 Lamborghini. It's uh, their first uh, first big race with the car um, and just kind of getting getting used to it as well. They've had been using Ferraris for, for several years with that program but they've got a really busy year ahead of them with their um, Lamborghini here in uh, the into WeatherTech Championship but also they're going to be running a Porsche RSR in uh, in WEC and European Monsters as well so um, and I was speaking to uh, Rahel Fry on Friday and I said uh, how's, how's the Porsche and she just smelled she went the Porsche is really cool she says it's great um, of course, the uh, last, looking, last year in WEC with those cars. Yeah. Yeah, with the RSR GTE car. Yeah. So, Lamborghini uh, coming for them next year here in IMSA uh, in terms of GTP. And no, no doubt we expect the Iron Dames, the all female team, to be involved in that. Dorian Pan, she's going to race with the Prima uh, LMP2 team in WEC this year, which I think is a superb signing uh, for, for them. And Dorian's super quick, and that should prepare her very nicely for uh, for what comes up in, in the future. And um, uh, Prema team, of course, uh, with the same ownership now yes. as Iron Dames. That's uh, Deborah Mayer, who's also head of Women in Motorsport Committee on the F. Uh, for the FIA, yeah, I remember putting her money uh, where her dear job is, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I remember, of course, the previous president was Michel Mouton. Yeah, and Michel was just a force of nature when um, uh, she is a force of nature uh, in that role. And then when she when she decided to step back when um, President Jean Todt's uh, tenure finished at the FIA, I thought, oh no, what are, who who are they who who are they going to replace Michel with? There's, a, there's big boots to fill, and then. When Deborah was announced, I thought, ah, that's that's um, that's a perfect, uh, perfect idea, perfect replacement. So good to see that uh, the growth of uh, female participation participation in motorsport is in the best hands, as well. Speaking to um, Tom Muir from Porsche North America yesterday about the program that Kelly Moss have got going, which hopefully will be a kind of stateside version of the Iron Dames to give it a kind of. Uh, yeah, give it a description. Um, trying to make make opportunities to pr provide a competitive car, competitive team for uh, female drivers to uh, get their opportunity to show their skills. Yeah, Victoria Thomas was on Midweek Motorsport towards the end of last year, co-owner of Kelly Moss, with uh, expansion, uh, and also will have a female driver via their shootout in. Porsche Carrera Cup North America this coming year. They'll kick off at Sebring in what six weeks' time. 
and that is a great uh, a great initiative yeah it is it's a superb initiative um, big props to Kelly Moss who about you know for a long time being a benchmark team in uh, Porsche Carrera Cup North America as well so providing a great platform for uh, a young female driver to show their skills uh, Antonio Garcia for Corvette Racing uh, back up to speed uh, in the number three car they've been in the fight for the podium all the way and they've recovered well over the last three or four hours after the puncture which saw them have to limp back to pit lane uh, for replacements and uh, Corvette Racing they just they just know how to get the job done when it comes to race day that's when they come to the fore such a professional organisation and uh, it will be Sabra Cook by the way to finish off that uh, that thought who will be the first recipient of the scholarship into Carrera Cup North America spoke to her again on Midweek Motorsport we, we talk about Midweek Motorsport blithely here uh, that's over on one of our sister channels on RS1 via RadioLamont.com all the uh, archive is there as well that was at the tail end of season 17 which was the back end of this year we're into season 18 now had a special edition of the show from here on the fifth floor on Wednesday and all the archive as in everything that we do here for IMSA Radio or any of our other race coverage all of the archive is available free to download or to listen on demand this coming Wednesday for that is when the show airs live 3 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern 8 o'clock in the UK I'll be coming from live from the booth at Mount Panorama Bathurst it will be exceptionally early in the morning so we'll be stocked up with coffee and Richard Krills Krillsy will be joining us for that as we get ready for our fourth consecutive weekend of endurance racing action Dubai 24 in the books we did just over uh, 30 hours of broadcasting live from there 25 and a half hours of broadcasting from the Raw I can't add up what we've done here because my little brain's not working and then we'll be at the 12 hours at Bathurst next weekend all live and free via the Radio Show Unlimited network of audio and visual channels and you will be able to see that around the world as well on our video player as you are watching now if you're outside the US a little bit of a battle going on there between the number 93 Acura which now has a new front cover a hood suppose it is a hood as well I'm not sure you could call it a bonnet because the engine's not under there it is in normal life that would be a uh, luggage compartment storage compartment cover so that car restored to how to to life purely decorative is what uh, Shadow's just said to me in my ear and that uh, car is running in well it's the other Acura is running in a creditable eighth for Danny, Danny Formal driving Danny fourth in class. Fourth in class for the 93. Ryan Briscoe's just got out of that car. 
Um, and Ryan's, uh, Ryan's uh, of course, the real top driver in that car, and is uh, you know as always done a done a top job. Uh, now, for fans of Heart of Racing Aston Martin car number twenty three, yeah, GTD Pro car that was running up, up right up the front. Um, they had a very long pit stop about. 30 to 45 minutes ago or so just as I was coming back into the booth from my slumber I'm not sure exactly why it was it was just in the pit box for a while uh, we'll, we'll try and get that information uh, as as it becomes available and you can be sure that she Adam will be right on top of it that's for sure it's the number 17 Penske Porsche uh, that's another new set of tyres that's brand new set shiny of tyres shiny Michelins yeah so driver out of the number 7 is Matt Campbell it's been a good comeback drive for that Very, car since they yeah. changed the uh, battery and bundle of uh, a hybrid. And as I say that, the tail is coming off that car. Shea Adam. Yes, that's quite unexpected as the engine cover now comes off as well. Still proceeding with the normal pit stop uh, accoutrement, cleaning off the windshield. The refueling probe has now come out and they are going to work in the right side of this number seven Porsche 963. There's a so small not clear, good news. Shea, there's a small clear bottle of fluid being held in the right hand of the guy who's got his right knee on the right rear tire. That's that, a lot of right, John. A lot of right, and it is going into something. That, that almost looks like hand cleaner that's going into there. I'm sure it isn't. Well, let me walk around that side since I've got clearance. A little bit of steam coming from the right front. It the, says battery Parthium. Battery what? Parthium. P-A-R-A-T-H-E-R-M. Parthum. Parthum. Interesting. As we Google what Parthum is. Yeah. <laughs> now the engine cover going back on. The tail will go back on here in a second as well. And then so uh, the driver will leave. Parathurm. Right. Parathurm, sure. Yeah, that is heat transfer, uh, heat transfer fluid for a closed-loop thermal fluid system. So that is part of the battery cooling, I would say. And there goes uh, Michael Christensen out onto the circuit. Well, well. Well, it's been an educational morning already. I, I now know what Paratham is. Um, it, that is a... Um, I, I, I think that is a, a brand name. Shay, you oh. spoke to Ian James, did you not, uh, earlier in the... In the evening, yes. about the, tw the 23, what was the problem with the heart of racing, Aston? Spindle failure in the left rear, uh, oh. part that had never failed on them before oh, in all of their testing or running. Right. And I asked if they were concerned about the same part failing on the 27, the sister car, and he said, well, it could fail on any Aston Martin, not just ours. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Old school. Very old school. And a bit of bad luck there on them. So that comeback drive by Michael Christensen and the rest of the seven team, they had actually overhauled the number 31, Jack Aitken-driven Cadillac before that pit stop. On an outlap now, as is Brendan Hartley. Tall Kiwi for Acura number 10. 550 laps for the leader, 533 for the number seven Porsche. So they are only 17, 18 laps in arrears. So they've not, they, since they came back on the track, I don't think they've dropped any more. That's 
So if we said 18 at, uh, it's about 20, 26, 27 minutes, maybe a little bit more, getting on for half an hour. So that's exactly uh, what they lost in the pit lane. And when they went behind the wall, actually, Sheer Adam is beginning to see some empty pit boxes. So what? that is uh, retirements we're talking about here, Shay. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that, John. Um, as the 7 is slow coming through the tri-oval, yeah. keep an eye on that uh, Porsche Penske Motorsport machine because it's clearly not back up to full steam. Uh, the 62 Risi Competizione Ferrari, this has retired. This retired a couple hours ago, I believe. But it was due to floor damage that they sustained earlier on in an accident that was getting worse and worse, and they didn't want to take a chance damaging the 296 further than it already was since this car will be running at the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. The other car that I've just noticed that has not had an empty box and now there is nary a soul in sight, Era Motorsports, number 18. Have we seen what's right. happened with that? Because that's come to me as a bit of a shock. Uh, that car is showing in the pits. So it's not. So it may be behind the wall. Christian Rasmussen was the last driver behind the wheel uh, and they've dropped let me see how long have they been in the pits well they've dropped some 20 laps to the LMP2 field just a run through the actual official retirements there Dakota Dickerson in the 36 Andretti car that's new since I was last on uh, Jaden Conright for the Lamborghini Huracan GT3. Jaden, our inaugural diversity driver. Uh, the initiative from IMSA. That's the 42 Lamborghini Huracan. She has mentioned the 62 Risi Ferrari. We had the 92 Kelly Moss Porsche. The 11 TDS LMP2. 75 Sun Energy 1 Mercedes AMG GT3 the 74 Ligier that's the Ranch 74 Resort. Ranch Resort Riley run car and the first car to go out was Roberto Lacourt's 47 the dark blue and chrome Ferrari 296 that car with accident uh, damage so how many was that Peter that I just mentioned that's uh, six one, the, uh, two, three, eight, seven. Oh, wow. Eight. And the, the number 36, Andretti Ligier, that was a car that caught on fire. Oh, yes, of course it was. Just just as we were signing off and uh, handing in um, to uh, to Johnny and Bruce. Koitma Hoffman submits on Atoms Radio, which is how you get in touch with us. The paratherm for the number seven was camouflage blinker fluid. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. No jokes. No jokes there. Thank you, Kyber. Glad to know you're tuned in. And very envious. Kyber hasn't been able to listen to us for a little while because he was on a sailing boat from Europe to uh, the New World and sailed across the Atlantic with some friends. That that is a bucket list item isn't it that's fantastic you, you would want to do that I think I would uh, not for me not for me uh, see I'm much happier a on a scary. boat than I am in a plane because I know if I fall out of a boat I can float while if I fall out of a plane or the plane has problems I can't hover 
Um, <laughs> just, just saying that. Oh, I, I don't have the stomach for the for the rough high seas. <laughs> to be honest, prefer uh, prefer terra, terra firma as well. But uh, zero one Cadillac Racing Renger van der Zande, the Dutchman driver who has so much success here at the Rolex 24 Hours at Daytona. And uh, he's, he's actually an F1 pundit as well in his native Holland as well. They have, uh, I think it's a weekly uh, chat show where they discuss all things Formula One. He's one of the, uh, one of the expert analysts for that. So another racing driver who's going to send us off into retirement. John, yeah, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> I had another question this time from uh, Sven some cars have CA on the LED number plates any idea for what that stands uh, no we've gone through any uh, I, I thought originally it was something to do with outlap um, but why it would be CA I've got no clue then I thought it was only one or two classes but I've seen it on everything now originally I think I saw it on the uh, Scott Dixon car on one side only and I thought it was just a damaged panel because it still had sixth position on the other side, but I, I suspect that was swapping between it. So anybody who knows, collective wisdom required, I think, on that one. Um, C, not C and A, which used to be a, a department clothing store back in Remember that? the UK, um, which actually did stand for something as well, C and A. Yeah, it did. I'm sure my my, uh, my mum dressed me in CNA clothes uh, when I was younger, if I remember rightly. Um, GTD oh, it still well, exists, apparently. Does it really? Oh, that would feel bad now. Uh, GTD, we've got a complete mix and match of GTD Pro cars and GTD cars. The Pro cars have red number boards. The GTD cars have green number boards. Now, mechanically, they're they're identical. You know, if it's the same model, it is exactly the same. It's all to do with the driver lineup. Pros fill it with who you want uh, with uh, GTD you've got to have a mixture of experience of driving C and A and it is the same company was founded 182 years ago in Schnick in the Netherlands and it was founded by brothers Clement uh, Clemens and August now I'll get this wrong Brenning Bear um as a Dutch textile company. Brennick Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. Brennick Meyer. And C and A what are the initials of the brothers, Clemens and August. So Maybe they're the official the official uh, light panel sponsor Well <laughs> So well if anybody knows, let us know. Um, the Aerocar has engine issues is what we're being told. The the crew is trying to resolve that and get the car running before the end of the race to try and take the chequered flag. We don't hear that very often with the Gibson power units. The uh, consistency of those units is quite remarkable considering how many of them raise the pool of those engines that race all over the world in LMP2 uh, competition. Uh, it's quite, a, quite an effort, quite a logistical uh, effort to do that. Chris, uh, Chris Matthews says... I need just to forget about gravity at the right moment, then I'll be fine. Bit of um, hitchhikers there, I think. Flying is just the art of throwing yourself at the ground and missing, I think, <laughs> uh, somebody said to me. Which is very good. 
uh, DJ TG asking about the top speeds for each class of Daytona. Over 200 miles an hour now. Uh, DJ TG on IMSA Radio. Over 200 miles an hour now. Uh, considerably over 200 miles an hour for the svelte and very powerful. Not much downforce on the GTPs. P2s have been slowed back a bit, so I would think they're probably in the high 170s to 180s, maybe a tad more around here. P3s, about the same. Uh, the top speed of the P2s and the P3s, not that different uh, for the two other prototype classes. And GTDs, again, same sort of area, 160 plus to 170 plus so the stratification of the classes in terms of lap times uh, the, the top speeds aren't uh, that different from everything other than the GTPs which do look lots quicker Peter I think it has to be said oh, yeah. going through the, the, the categories maybe the GTT is a little bit slower than that obviously everybody's driving a Porsche he's now getting on Twitter to say I was as much slower than that that uh, Yes, there was there was quite a quite an out an outroar from uh, from all of the uh, Porsche customer teams. You can understand the frustration. I mean, no, nobody likes to be uh, off the pace. That's the thing. You, you can understand that they're angry, uh, and uh, well, you know, it's uh, it, it can happen in a balance of performance formula. But on the whole, you know, in the GTs, we've got Mercedes, Aston Martin, Corvette, Lexus, all in the top five. So. You know, it works both ways. Ethan Stanley says it's fun trying to figure out what CA stands for. I'm pretty sure it stands for calculating as the cars are on oh. pit lane or coming out. Uh, CA is for caution, we're hearing. Uh, but there's cars running around right now with CA uh, on the side of that. So that can bus I'm being offered. <laughs> Very good. Like Calibration or calculating when it's not clear on position. I like that one, Dave Reid and uh, Ethan Stanley have both given me that. The for that one. Hello, Tom Marshallek here in the US. Went to bed just after halfway. Back up at 6 a.m. to watch the final seven hours. Hello, Tom. Welcome to Sunday. Seven hours and four minutes to go at IMSA Radio. If you want to get touch in touch with us. Bolton in just outside Greater Manchester SBN 2002 BMW driver do we think 2002 or is that the year how is the RCF GT3 still so competitive despite first racing in 2016 making it they reckon the oldest of the GT3 cars it's been developed down through the years uh, so constant constant evolution on that car it's seven Porsche by the way back in and this is the car that had the thermal fluid on it they're still looking around the car to see what is going on the right hand side door is open giving the car a bit of a clean down while it's in been in 46 seconds, been stationary 46 seconds for the moment, and it is plugged in to the computers. This is the car, remember, that had its 
hybrid bundle. Hybrid kit changed early. BMW number 25 had the same thing. Car working its way back up the field, but that's lost far more time. Still sitting in the 52nd position. 80. Now, has that car stopped again? I know it is turning laps. Nick Yellowly back in that car. It was stationary for a very long time before it was safe to move. Tim Tree at IMSA Radio. How would you race with the BMWs? They seem to be struggling in the beginning, but the 24 is comfortable in the middle of the GTP pack now. And Jeremy was mentioning that earlier on, Peter, and he's been absolutely right. Augusta Farfers uh, in that uh, number 24 car at the moment. And in fact, the 25's been running very competitive lap times. He's only a lap off the lead at the moment. 39-2 last time around. That's exactly the same as Richard Westbrook uh, ran in the 0-2 Cadillac. It has been running 38 and it's done a 37. Now, all right, the other cars have done 36. And have we had a 35? Oh, yeah, the Acuras. In the race? Oh, yes, the, both yeah. the Acuras have, have been down in the 35s. Um, not the only really at the start of the race. Correct. Really, yeah. I think so thir- the- 36s uh, and 37s has been right on the money for um, clear laps. 37-3, by the way, last time around for Tom Blancvist, who is getting a bit of a, a wiggle on. 38-39s in traffic, which has been pretty constant. Gap at the front of the field, by the way, is coming to Tom Blancvist. So to answer your initial question, Tim Tree is yes, the BMW has found a bit of pace and settled into a, a decent... I think they're a secret weapon, really, the 24 BMW crews. They've ran consistently. They've, they not, had, they've not had mistakes. They've executed flawlessly. Uh, speaking of, the, I cannot spot the number of that. I think it is the 24 into the pit lane uh, in for service. Uh, no, it's not. It's a 25, excuse me. Uh, so 24 out circulating around. But no, the BMW M Hybrid V8, car number 24, driven by Augusto Farfus at the moment, in fourth position. They've run a pace that's close enough to the Acuras and the Cadillacs that's kept them in the game, but they've done it without mistakes. Every ah. other car has had some form of delay at some point, and it just shows you how powerful that tool is to run trouble free. Right, so... The, the panels that are used can show a car number up to 99, a class number up to 99th position, uh, a pit stop time at 99 seconds, engine state is running or stalled, directly received CAN data from an in vehicle uh, times two tr- transponder, uh, panel communication and status diagnostics transmitted via CAN for logging purposes and, and communications. Uh, from IMSA not really telling me what CA stands for must be something to do with can data then so they're what? getting data while the car's going around that's possibly quite, wow that's uh, possibly I'm going to retweet on IMSA radio the link to live timing altmlsystems.com you'll see what we see in the booth there's the dancing ants tracker etc and uh, a variety of ways you can present that, including splitting it down uh, in different classes. Thanks to our colleagues from Alcamel. Always entertaining to have uh, that team around. 
Another hour has gone by. We have under seven hours to go. Here's the official coolant of IMSA Stay Frosty update from VP Racing Fuels. Cadillac leads with a lead that is being chipped away at. Another second has been taken out of Renge van der Zander last time around. He's coming into the pit. Shea Adam will keep an eye on that. Tom Blomquist charges and actually is scored now in the lead as he goes under my feet on the tri-oval beneath us here on the fifth floor. So on the pit stop cycle, Blomqvist leads again from Renge van der Zander. Richard Westbrook for Cadillac all two, then Augusto Farfus in touch with that BMW number 24. Just one lap off the lead, as is Brendan Hartley for Acura ERX 06 number 10, the Conington Minolta car, then the 963 of Mathieu Jaminet. If you're just joining us this morning, that car with problems overnight, a spin and a little bit of damage in the custody, uh, well, in the custody of Nick Tandy. Jack Aiken is in seventh position. And in eighth spot in GTP, having got all the way back up to its GTP counterparts, a couple of additional stops for the number seven Porsche 963 for Porsche Penske Motorsport. Michael Christensen now dropped down to 13th position overall. LMP2 sees Esteban Gutierrez in the lead for the CrowdStrike 0 for Origa. Second place for Jupp von Eutert in the number 35, the 88. Of course, the Nicholas Nielsen car is in third. LMP3. Still, that race-long battle is just about a lap now between Joao Barbosa and Anthony Mantella. The 33, Sean Creech, Ligier, and the number 17, Duquesne. Those two, literally every time I've done one of these updates, have been battling on the AWA car, just staying on the lead lap for the moment. And in GTD Pro, it is the number 79, Jules Gounon, driven WeatherTech, Mercedes AMG GT3 that leads and is the best of the GTDs from the GTD standard green panel car leader. That's the 27 Vantage, been there or thereabouts all race. Darren Turner in the heart of racing car. Just a pit stop further down the field for Indy Donchi in the 57 Winward car, the rebuilt car, remember. Uh, he sits in second in GTD. Second in GTD Pro, Tonio Garcia. Seems to be on the same shift pattern as Peter Mackay and I. He's back in the uh, number three a, uh, number three Corvette. And that is how it stands with 6.55 to go. That is your official coolant of IMSA Steer Frosty update from VP Racing Fuels. Full details of how you can keep your engine cooler with Steer Frosty on the VP Racing Fuels website. Let's head down to the pits. Here's Shea Adam. <laughs> 